Hey, welcome to the Level Up Girl podcast. We pray that today's message bless you. Let's level up, girl. Hello, ladies. We are so excited to be able to join you tonight for another episode of your uh, podcast, uh, our show here in Level Up Girl. Um, I don't know how many of you are excited, but this is Ladies Night. It is. This is when we get to have time for ourselves. Um, I always say, you know, we women, we are jack of all trades, right? We're mothers, we're wives, uh, career women, housewives, uh, you name it, we are. And uh, there is seldom a time where we can come together and say, you know what, we're just going to chill. This mm. is our time. Make sure you put the kids to bed early. We're going to take this time for ourselves. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is Level Up Girl. Uh, we are in season one, episode six of uh, your program, where we get together on every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. So we want to welcome each and every one of you that is joining us here. Let me just move this a little bit so we can get you, Fanny, in the picture. Um, ladies, we are super <laughs> excited that you are joining us. Um, I know that you might be tired from work or mm -hmm. wherever you've been all day long. Uh, but sit back, relax. You want to get yourself uh, something to drink, uh, some coffee, and just relax. Um, we're going to be diving in into something very important today. So go ahead and share this live with somebody. Want to give a shout out to those that are joining Yes, Hello ladies. It is an honor to be here again this Tuesday. I don't know how y'all feeling today, but I feel good. I'm super excited to be <laughs> able to talk to you all today, Yes, especially on this topic. Um, it's, it's going to be good. So share this with somebody. Amen. Share it. Uh, we're saying hello to our uh, Faith Squad. What, what? <laughs> Faith Squad in the house. We got our sister Terry. We got Gretchen. We got Stephanie uh, Quinones. Uh, we have some of the girls here on Instagram. Um, ladies, you are welcome if you're here for the first time. This is Level Up Girl. Girl. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is uh, for women, by women. Uh, we uh, go through different situations, different topics that all us women go through. And um, some of us need to uh, listen to others to make sure that we're not the only ones going through these things, right? That's right. Sometimes we feel so weird and we think that we're the only ones. Mm -hmm. But we're here to tell you that we are not the only ones. There's many women that go through situations Ladies, if you're here for the first time, please let us know where you're watching from. And I know that our Faith Squad is going to welcome you uh, with open arms. Uh, they are ready. Um, and we're going to ask also the Faith Squad to help us with verses and writing down some information for those girls that are here for the first time. So go ahead, share the, uh, the live. If you want to have a watch party, you're more than welcome to have a watch party. It is ladies night. I don't know if you're ready, but me and Fanny are ready. Yes, um, are. I am your host, Pastor Lucy. And I'm your co-host, Fanny. And we are ready to get started. I don't know if you're ready, but we are um, here. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Pastor. We've got some first timers oh, here today. What, so what? we just want to welcome you girls. This is going to be on a replay. So anything that we speak of right now, um, you could definitely catch it later whenever you have time. 
but welcome welcome to the first timers. yes we are welcoming all those first timers go ahead share this live uh with somebody so that we can be able to share uh the knowledge and share the help with other girls we said from the very beginning this is not just a regular podcast this is a movement that's right this is a movement of women that are tired of being tired this is a Come movement on. of women that said i am waiting till january 1st to get some some uh, uh, writings on, on on a piece of paper on a oh, vision man. board you know what this is my january 1st that's and i'm right. starting from now because i want to move forward i don't want to be stuck and um the movement is for people that say you know what enough is enough that's right you know i don't need a new year's resolution mm. to change i know that it's time to change i deserve better and when you think of it that way instead of saying you know what i'm just gonna wait to make my vision board because we do that right we have these little clippings we buy these <laughs> little planners uh a lot of us go to uh uh, the stores and buy ourselves oh. that the jumpsuits and the new <laughs> the new kicks so we can go and work out because for January first we we losing some weight right we have all these New Year's resolutions but Level Up Girl is a movement of women that recognize that this is not about starting fresh January first this is about starting right now yes. it is about starting when God gives you a revelation that it's time to move on. That's right. So we just want to welcome you ladies. We are super happy to join you tonight. Um, this is uh, something that is just moving quickly. It is. Um, it's funny because I always think that this is kind of like, you know those brush fires? Mm -hmm. You know, it just starts with a little, somebody lights a little match yep. and all of a sudden, I mean, you've seen those, those massive uh, uh, fires mm -hmm. in California. Yep. Uh, where uh, the whole forest catches on fire, people have to move out. And I feel in the spirit that this is like that little Come brush on. fire that God just blew his mm. his wind into it and it's just spreading all over the place. Oh I don't know if you feel the same yeah. way. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. But uh, we just invite you to just hop on board and come join us. Um, ladies, for the ones that are here for the first time, I just wanted, we wanted to... Um, let you know what the purpose of the podcast is for mm -hmm. those who don't know. Uh, we want to be to others what we didn't have in, you know, in our moments of, of darkness or mm -hmm. uh, going through our storms, pretty much. Um, we're here to help us uh, help you assess the damages and the ruins, anything that is damaged or ruined in your life, whatever area wow. of your life that may be. This is what this podcast is for. Um, and then we want to help you take action, do something, move move and come up to level. And that's what level up girl is. And so if you feel like you are ready to come up to level and, the, and you want some change in your life, this is the place to be every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Amen. Amen. And mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention that we have something called the uh, Faith Squad. Mm -hmm. The Faith Squad are women that come on every Tuesday mm -hmm. um, they and they support. But not only on Tuesdays, they support every day of the week. Anything that we share, um, they're, they're constantly there. Just, they're just the hype squad. They're the, you know, faith squad. And if you want to join, we have a group on Facebook. It's called a uh, level up girl faith squad. Mm -hmm. Just go on, on Facebook, look us up. And if you are going to, um, be one of those people that want to support and want to just jump on board and, and just, you know, be part of this movement of mm -hmm. whatever God is doing. I just want to invite you, um, go, go look us up for sure. Definitely. Uh, ladies, uh, we are going to be uh, naming the uh, uh, winners today of last week. 
Um, as soon as we are done with the podcast at the end, we will be naming the uh, winners. Um, this week, uh, in order to qualify to win, we're going to do something a little different. If you see there on your screen, it says subscribe uh, on your Apple device. Uh, or Apple uh, iTunes or Apple Music to uh, our podcast. It's called Level Up Girl Podcast. You're going to look us up and you're going to go and subscribe and you're going to rate us. So you're going to go in there and you're going to write a review. That's going to qualify you for a prize. Uh, next week, we're going to be announcing the winners. We're going to go in there and we're going to read your reviews. We're going to pick uh, a few ladies from the reviews. Um, and then we're going to be announcing them next week. So we want you to share on Facebook, um, but also go uh, to your Apple podcast uh, place and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Only those that write a review will be able to uh, be in the running for uh, the prize uh, raffle that we have for next week. So go ahead and do that at the end of the podcast. We will remind you. Again, I also want to mention, if you're going to go leave a, a review and subscribe, please make sure to put your name on it because there's been people that left reviews and you can't see the name. Mm -hmm. So please make sure to write your name at the end so that we know who you who are whenever uh, we, you know, look you up or whatever. That's so. right. All right, ladies. So um, Fanny already went through what the purpose of this podcast is. We have four segments. This uh podcast is uh, broken down into four segments so that you don't miss uh, uh, a beat and that you know exactly where we're going and how we're doing it. So the four segments are broken down into the uh, first one. It's called entanglements. Entanglements is exactly what it sounds like. It's things that got us caught up. Um, it's things that, um, you know, are holding us back. It could be relationships. It could be uh, friendships. It could be a mindset. Uh, it could be things that are just holding us in place um, and don't let us move forward. So we will always have a different entanglement every week. We will be talking about those entanglements. You can also give us some suggestions. Just write us, uh, you know, a private message and let us know uh, something that you want to talk about. Uh, maybe that you feel that is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, um, these are topics that we don't talk about in church mm -hmm. or in Bible studies. Mm -hmm. This is girl talk conversations that we need to have that maybe we don't ever have. Right. So go ahead and send us a message if you have some topics you want to talk about. The second segment, it's level up. It's exactly what it means. This is when we challenge you to have a different perspective of what you've been thinking about in reference to what the subject is that uh, Tuesday. And then the next segment is called word. Word is just going into the scriptures and understanding that uh, the Bible says that uh, the word of God is a lamp onto our feet, right? It lights our pathway. We have to understand that we can't do this alone. We need the word of God. We need it to instruct us on what we're doing and how to get out of the situations that got us caught up. Um, and then lastly, we have affirmations. Affirmations are declarations. Affirmations are things that we declare uh, to bring life into the situation. We know that the Bible says in Proverbs that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you have the power to declare life and we choose life. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. Um, I don't know if they're ready for this, Pastor. I don't know if you're ready, but if you're ready, you better say so. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Are you ready for tonight's entanglement? Tonight's mm. entanglement is. Come on, drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> Wait. 
when God says it's time to move on. Mm. My Lord. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. (laughs) And the look, right? (laughs) When God says it's time to move on. Why Mm. is it so difficult to move on, ladies? Can anybody answer that? Mm. Or ask yourself that tonight, right? Whether, Whether it's a failed relationship, a toxic friendship, a dead end career, or a mental system. My, my God, God. Mm. those are things that keep us stuck, right? Those are those things that um may be difficult for us to to move on from whenever we're in those places thinking that that is what we want. Mm. My God, oh my Lord, this is gonna get good. So why is it why we never get the memo? Mm. Mm. We try until we become toxic. Ooh, Jesus, I heard that one. I heard it all the way down in my spirit. Hmm. Too many times we keep trying uh, to do all of these things, right? Things that we think that we want without even discussing the Lord sometimes. Mm. Mm. That's deep right there. So funny. <laughs> how, how do we know when enough is enough? Mm. Ladies, it's it's a, a viable question. How do we know when enough is enough? You know, how do we know when it's time to move on? <clears throat> you know, sometimes it's like Fanny was saying, Sometimes we don't get the memo. Mm. Sometimes we stay way too long till the situation gets toxic and it pulls us in. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why this is such a hard entanglement because <laughs> it, 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 you know, we're caught up on it. Yeah. This is why we become toxic because they always say that one bad apple ruins the bunch. Mm-hmm. And we stay in a situation, whether it's a relationship, uh, a friendship, a uh, you said a career uh, or even a mindset, Mm. you know, a system, a mental system. And many times we stay so stuck into the point that it's rotten. Jesus. And it rots us too. It corrupts our heart. It corrupts our emotion. How do we know when enough is enough? Uh, You know, a lot of us are are fighters, you know, we're feisty. We we like to fight. We like a good fight, right? (laughs) And so we think that we got to fight in everything, mm. everything that we encounter, whether it's relationship, whether it's career. No, 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 no. This is the career. Uh, and, you know, you haven't gotten that promotion in the last 10 years, but you still stuck on that career. Then No, this is it. Jesus. This is it. So how do we know when enough is enough? You know, how do we know when it's that time to move on? And the funniest thing is that this subject doesn't discriminate. Mm. Listen, it it could be a psychologist, Mm -hmm. a person that helps other people out of their mess. And when it's their time that they're stuck in a situation, they have a hard time knowing when it's time to let go. My God. So it doesn't discriminate. That's right. Hmm. That's why we have to assess the ruins. Come on. It's time to assess the ruins. It's crazy because a lot of times, um, it's like I said, we, we make all of these plans and all of these, uh, you know, decisions without even discussing the Lord. And so, I mean, when you get to that place, it's like, how, when do I move on, Pastor? Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you say all the time, you got to get tired of being tired, Ooh. right? Mm. And sometimes that that tired of being tired, you know, keeps us in the same place for years, mm. and we're just in that place, and we don't get the memo. Um, but it, it, it's it's important for us to talk about this because everybody goes through this at a certain time in our life, right? 
Uh, we want to say God bless you to all the ladies joining us here on uh, Instagram. Um, but it's it's important to talk about this because we don't ever talk about, you know, when is enough enough. Mm. And um, today we're going to level up. Today we're going to challenge you to look at this in a different perspective. Uh, ladies, if you're having a hard time on my Instagram because I know that it's coming in and out, join us on Facebook, join us on YouTube, uh, join us on Twitter. Um, or you can go, if you if you have Fani, you can go on Fani's Instagram as well. But go ahead and join us on uh, Facebook if it keeps going in and out because I know that I'm having trouble with the internet on the Instagram. But in any case, today we are motivating each and every one of you. We're challenging you to look at this entanglement in a different perspective, right? Because we are fighters and we think that we have to fight everything to the point on a return. So we have spent our last effort our last uh, a bit of strength and so today we're going to level up to look at a different perspective as to to know when enough is enough in a situation now someone once said to me funny you know what if you are in a relationship or you're in a situation give it everything you got in other words let, let's talk about marriage for instance mm -hmm. Give it all you got. Let's talk about relationships. Give it everything you got. You know, there's no glory in saying, you know what, I'm just going to quit. I'm not going to try it all. You know what, I'm done. Mm. Because sometimes we leave prematurely. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, this is not even in the, in, in the works. I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but I need to let you know this. There are many times that we let go prematurely. When I first got married to my husband, every time we had an argument, I'm like, I'm packing. I'm out. Been there before. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> you know, every time something, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I ain't taking this. I don't got to take this because I was so jaded in, in my perspective. I was so ruined from my other relationships, mm -hmm. right? That every time I heard something that sounded like I had before, mm. boy, bye. I, I, I'm, we're not working this out. I, listen, I, I would have gone as far as taking my carry-on and throwing some stupid stuff in there, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to throw in some undies and some shirts because I'm going to survive off of a little carry-on. Because sometimes we just leave prematurely, right? But that's the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> We're talking about not leaving prematurely, but hanging on to the point of no return, right? And so this person said to me, there's no glory in just letting go of something without trying it all. You have to give it your all. If it's in a relationship, it's, if it's in a career, give it all you got till you got no more to give. When you're at the end of the rope where you have no more to give, then you can walk away knowing that you gave everything you had and it still didn't work. When you leave that situation, you will not regret it because you gave it your all. There was nothing else to give. And that always stuck with me, right? So funny, this is something that I, I, I want to address mm -hmm. because it's so hard. Uh, because, you know, we do get a lot of people that, that come to us as pastors for counseling or uh, that go to leaders for counseling. And, you know, they always come with the situation, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to I wanna say this, uh, uh, and I want to be very careful when I say this, right? But contrary to what others may say, God does not restore every marriage. Mm. 
I'm going to let that sink in. God does not restore every relationship. Now, funny, why? <laughs> why? why? Why doesn't God restore every relationship, every marriage? You know, partly is because we are sinful mm. people, right? That's deep. We're sinful, right? And, and the other side is we have free will. We are not robots. God doesn't just program us and say, you know what? This is the way it should be. If it would be for him, he would fix every marriage, every relationship, right? That, right. that was meant to be, right? right? But because we're sinful and because we have free will, it is very hard. And, you know, for me, I don't, I don't know for you, but, you know, uh, for me, it was very hard even in my first marriage. Um, you know, I was in a relationship where, this is going to be the father of my first daughter, you know. Um, like I said before, I waited 27 years to get married, to give myself to somebody. And here I am in this relationship that I that I preserved myself for. Um, I just find out that I'm pregnant. Um, he doesn't want to be with me anymore. Um, to the point that, you know, he's leaving early in the morning. I became a mom and a wife all at the same time because he had two daughters, but one was living with him. So I became a mother and a wife the same day. Wow. And so she came to live with us and he would leave early in the morning. I'd have to take her to school, do her homework, uh, you know, go, go to my job, come back, pick her up, do her homework, all that stuff. Right. And he wouldn't come back home till 11 o'clock at night. So I was basically in this by myself. Mm -hmm. um, he did not want to be with me anymore. He would not talk to me. He wouldn't even address me. The only time he would address me is when he wanted to be mm -hmm. intimate, mm -hmm. right? But at that time, I would take whatever I can get because I was in love with the person, right. you know? So it's like whatever you give me, even if it's the crumbs off your table, yeah. I'm going to take it because... I'm in love. Yeah. You know, you're my husband. And, and this is just the way it should be. You know, I grew up in church. Marriage is forever. This is what we're taught. And um, to the point that there was no relationship. He just didn't want to work it out. He wanted to get a divorce. He took me to a, uh, a notary public in New York and uh, in Queens. And we sat there. I literally bawled the whole time sitting in front of this man asking me what the terms and conditions for our divorce would be. I moved out on my own, like I said before, into a, a basement apartment in the middle of winter. It was January, so it was really cold, below zero. Um, didn't have a refrigerator. My mattress was on the floor. I was super depressed. Let me tell you how my, my life was. I was pregnant for the first time in my life, and I was alone. I was depressed. I did not want to live, but I knew that God can restore because I know that God is a God of the impossible. And I knew that marriage should be forever. Mm -hmm. And I was a fighter and I wanted to fight. And every day for the next 40 weeks of my pregnancy, I cried to God and I said, God, restore my marriage. My God, Jesus. You know, <laughs> Pastor, this is why it's... it's <laughs> Somebody said on, on the comments that uh, we ha we make our choices, right? Mm. And um, I remember being 18 years old and trying to figure out my life, just left my parents' house because I, you know, wanted to just be an adult. And I meet my daughter's father. And um, it was just something where it was, I was young, you know, I see this 
good looking man mm -hmm. at that at that time right and i just want to have fun i just i wasn't thinking about the future i wasn't thinking about how how would it be five years from now with me wow. and this man you know how would he be as a father um will will he decide to marry me one day like mm. am i wife material to come on him, somebody. Or is he hubby material mm. you know and there were so many things that at that age i was not thinking about and so i just jumped, jumped right in yeah i just jumped right into mm. it without thinking about any of these things that eventually would have some consequences that i would be dealing with right because i wasn't assessing the situation right. you know uh on a on a longer scale and so i end up in this situation where um <laughs> forgive me i end up in this situation with this man i end up getting pregnant um he didn't want the baby and i said you know what i'm gonna just i'm gonna leave and i remember him telling me um I still want to be with you. I'm just not ready for that. Mm. And my God, that that ripped me apart. That ripped me apart because, wow. a f you know, a few months down earlier, I wasn't thinking that this this person that supposedly loved me would take you know would go there. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, we end up working it out, but throughout that whole relationship, there was just a lot of things wrong that oh were God. just not right. And I still continue to stay in the situation, me knowing, eventually getting to know what this person was like um, and wasn't like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wasn't what you needed. Exactly. But anyways, I just, I, I was just like those people in, in Israel. Mm -hmm. I just kept going around and around trying to year make year after fit. year, year after year, trying to work this out. And it was just not working. Mm. And I remember one day being on the floor. This was almost when we were finishing our, the relationship. Um, I was depressed and I was crying out to God. And I, and I was just bawling wow. my eyes out to him. And I remember the Lord telling me, I, and I heard it in an audible voice. Mm. He says, that's not the man that I have for you. Ooh. That's not the man that Ooh, I have I just for felt you. that. My God. And when I heard that, I was just like, I can't, I can't believe I just heard the Lord. Was it an epiphany me. for you? Like, you know, when the light turns on and you just say to yourself, I got my answer. That's, that's, that's all I needed. I needed you to give me mm. the answer so I can just move full force into it. You know what? Did you get that? I, no. Listen. Mm. <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen, listen. Linda. I heard him, but I continued to stay there because Ooh. my feelings, I put my feelings above what the Lord was telling me. Oh, I was in my feelings, y'all. Mm. I was in my feelings. And so that kept me there for another year or so even after god even said after i heard the voice of god oh my lord but you know what i finally got to that place where um i was like yeah i'm tired i can't deal with this i'm depressed i'm i don't feel the love you know i'm broken there's so many things that i've dealt with in this in this situation that i just can't take it anymore and you know what god would always do he would remind me of what he told me that night while i was on my knees Ooh. that's not the person for you that's not the the husband that i have for you and me uh anytime that i would feel um like i wanted to go back to that i would i would remind myself of what god told me that's not what i have for you that's mm. not what i have for you and that's how i was able to break out of that wow let me tell you something. I 
I always thought that God was going to restore my marriage. Mm. You know, I didn't get that clear move on. That's not yep. who I had for you because yep. I was already in it. Mm. I was already married to this person and I was carrying this person's child. Mm -hmm. So I, I held on for dear life because that's what I was taught. And I prayed and I prayed, like I told you for 40 weeks straight, I'd make myself sick to the point that I throw up because I cried so much because I asked God, God, you instituted marriage. I married this man <laughs> and, and, and this is, it, it, I have to say this because we, we got to be truthful and transparent. Mm. I didn't ask God if he was the man for me because right. at the time I had met him. I'll give you the, the couple of little details as to why I chose him for my husband. Mm. I chose him for my husband, right? Because my sister had just passed away, right? She, she uh, he was the last person she met. And I was so close to my sister that I said to myself, I don't want to marry a man that my sister didn't meet. And so I said to myself, he is the last person she met. Mm -hmm. Right. Then on top of that, she had kids and I wanted to adopt those kids so that they wouldn't go through anything. And I, I couldn't adopt them by myself. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, I got to get married. And he was the person there. So I said to myself, well, you know, he looks good. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, he's, he's a good candidate. And, and because he met my sister and because I want to adopt the children, this is the person that I, I should marry. Well, there, long and behold, we get married. I did not ask God if he was the one. Mm. And a lot of the times we jump into relationships, we jump into marriages, we jump into careers, we jump into, into things that God did not say, that is what I've chosen for you. And then we are left with the pieces trying, like a puzzle piece, yep. trying to fit the puzzle piece into a place that it wasn't called to fit. And we try and try and try. Do you know that even if it kind of fits, the picture is never going to look complete because that piece was not meant to be there. Oh my God. So you know that God never restored my marriage. Mm. No matter how much I cried and I made myself uh, sick to my stomach. Do you know that I would allow this person to come after I moved out, after our divorce was final, I would allow him to come and, and, and sleep with me. Mm. Right. And you know what? One day I had to face him and I said, you know what? I am not going to go from your wife to your lover. I'm mm. sorry. That is not my place. That's not what I want for my life. And I had to, to cut it off. But let me tell you, because this is what happens to us. We continue to fight. And I, and I still believe that even after we were uh, done, right, mm -hmm. that maybe God could have done something right before our divorce was final. This was May. Our divorce uh, was final in, in June. In May, his sister invited me to a birthday party at her house. And there I, I went with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I went with my sister. And, he, you know, he has a big family. So everybody was there. Well, long and behold, he appears to this birthday party, mm -hmm. his family's birthday party that I was in with his ex. Wow. She announces to everybody that she's pregnant. Mm. Yet our divorce hadn't come out. In other words, he was still cheating mm -hmm. on me, right? Because he didn't want to be in the relationship. And that day I said to myself, I'm, I'm just holding on for what? To be sloppy seconds of somebody, Jesus. somebody that God didn't choose. I chose. And you know what? I've been begging God to restore this marriage. And apparently God has already told me or given me his answer. Mm. I just don't want to listen. Come on. You heard a, an audible voice. Mm -hmm. 
But the situations told me it was time to let go. Jesus. And I had to make that decision without that audible voice. But I had to see that God was was giving me the message Mm. without the voice. Come on. And so when is enough enough? When do we decide that, you know what? This is enough toxicity in my life. I just need to move on. My Lord. So today we are, are posing this entanglement and we are getting to the point where we're trying to let you see um, this entanglement from a different perspective, right? So we're talking about our personal experience. Does this have to be everybody's experience? No. God might restore somebody's marriage, right? Mm-hmm. God might say, no, this is who I picked for you. Right. You're going to have to fight, right? That's right. Oh, my Lord. So, Pastor, mm. question. Yes. If I want to stay in a marriage, but the other person doesn't, how does that work? That's exactly the point that we're trying to make. Mm. The point is that we have free will. You see, I wanted to stay in that marriage because I was in love, because it was my marriage, because I was taught that you don't let go of a marriage. Jesus. But he didn't want to be in the mm. marriage. He still wanted to go out, be with his ex and be with everybody else so you know what his mom told me one time his mom loved me so much and she she was very sincere with me and she said i need to tell you something please don't share this with him Mm. this individual my son that i love he doesn't leave women in other words every woman he's been with he's still with (laughs) when she gave me that nugget that woke me up that was my wake-up call i said oh my god so you mean to tell me that i'm i'm gonna be there and so is his other 15 other exes or what, how many he had? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> and so the, the the fact of the matter is, is that we have free will. And I might want to stay, but the person doesn't want to stay. Mm. I might want to fight, but the person doesn't want to fight. So what happens then? Jesus. That's when we have to understand that we need to reassess the situation. Mm. Hmm. Jesus. Um the next one here says, what happens when God uh, knows someone will continue to hurt you, Pastor? Mm. How does somebody come out of a situation like that? My but Lord. They say that they're going to change, but they don't change. You see, this this is the, the, the great thing about God, is that God sees everything about us. Mm. He scans us, right? And he sees the intentions of our heart. He knows what we're going to do in the future. He knows if we're sincere, right? Because we can come... Uh, uh, you know, all cute, right? And present ourselves with our virtues and our mm. talents and our gifts. And you know what? We can pull the wool over anybody's eye because uh, uh, some of us are very convincing. That's right. But God goes down to the nitty gritty. God can see what's in the heart. God can tell what is coming up down the road. And that's why, you know what, Fanny? We need to trust God. Amen. My God. He has our best interests at heart. And so, yeah, you know, I don't know what happens when God knows somebody will continue to hurt us. Maybe that's when his no, you know, is is so loud because he knows that that person's going to continue to hurt you. He knows that that's a dead end career that is not going to take you anywhere. You know, Pastor, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we like to ask uh, God to to speak to us, right? But we're not ready for his answer. Ooh, Jesus. And I'm telling you that night on that floor, I wasn't ready for that answer. I wasn't ready for that answer that he gave me. Hmm. My God. It's 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 hard, Fanny, because this is it. You said you were caught up in your feelings. Mm-hmm. And many of us are caught up in the 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 situation 
you know, I don't want to be a statistic, right? We That's always right. say that. I don't want to be another divorcee. I don't want to be another person uh, um, that's gone through another relationships. How many relationships uh, am I going to have? Or, you know, how many times am I going to change my career? You know, I, I've thought this way my whole life. I don't want to change now. Mm. And sometimes when we're asking God, I've always said this. If you're going to ask God the question, you better be ready for the answer. That's deep. Because if he says no, then why are you asking if you're not going to listen? Jesus, Pastor, every mm. uh, the key to every situation is asking God for his will and obey it. That is, that is so true. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think that that's where that's where the key is and mm -hmm. that's where we fail. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Definitely. That is where we fail because you know what? Yeah, we ask God. He gives us his will and then we want to do it our way anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, God, yeah, I get it. But, you know, <laughs> I feel like staying here. Yeah. You know, he's the father of my kids. And you start looking at all the good qualities. Mm. Oh, my oh God. God. Let me tell you. I was having a conversation with somebody and I told them my secret as to how I was able to remove myself from a toxic relationship. Because this is what we do, ladies, right? We're, we're in a relationship and there's a lot of good moments, but we know that the relationship is toxic, right? And God tells us we need to move. So we, we leave, um, most of us leave, right? But when we're out a month, two, three, four, five, six months out, the sting of what made us leave fades away. Mm. And now the only thing that stays is, oh my God, I just passed by that store and I smelled the fragrance that he used to wear. Oh my God. And all of a sudden the devil will use that smell to bring up thoughts in your mind of how good it was mm. when it was good. But he won't, rem he won't remind you how bad it was when it was really bad. That's right. How toxic it was when it was really toxic. So you know what I used to do? And I was I was selling this to, to the person I was talking. I would trick myself. Because you know what, girls? There is no glory in saying, you know what? I got it all together. Let, we need to be transparent. So sometimes I would trick myself. And this is what I would do. Whenever I would either smell a, a scent or hear a song or have some thoughts, the first thing that I would do is counteract that good thought with the nasty stuff mm. and the toxic stuff. And I said, uh-uh, girl, you better snap out of it because he did this, 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 and this. And then it will take me to that place to remind me as to why I walked away in the first place. Oh my God. Because too often, Fannie, this is what we do. We like to romance those thoughts. Mm, yes. We like to nurse those thoughts. Oh and we do this to the thoughts. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, man, he used to smell so good. Oh man, that song, that was our, our first song that we danced to. Those are those thoughts that bring Ooh. those feelings. And then and then you that. and then you grab this little puppy right here yeah. and you'll be like, mm. and you type and you're like, should I send it? Should I not? Should I send it? Send? send. Oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> oops. Because we love playing those games. Come on, women. You you know, this is the problem. We play these games, and the person that gets burnt is ourself. Yeah. I, I feel I feel God even just saying mm. that. We get burned. We are the losers in this game. My God, my God. You know, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but it's true. It is true. Hmm. Um, but even aside from just relationships, because this isn't just about, you know, uh, broken relationships. This can be 
anything, anything in reality. Like, you know, I know people that have been in poverty, Pastor, mm. for all of their life. Ooh. And because that's all they know, that's they don't see themselves doing anything more than just being stuck in that place. Oh, my God, that's deep. Right? That is deep. And I know a lot of people uh, that just continually living that type of lifestyle. Mm. Um, and they're content being there. They're content. Um, and a lot of times they'll see other people that probably have progressed, progressed. and feel some type of way towards those type of people because, you know, they feel like they're stuck in, in, in this place. Mm -hmm. And rather than clinging on to somebody like that, like mm -hmm. you were saying and saying, you know what, I need help. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you do how it? Did you, do it? Mm -hmm. you know, what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't see it in me, but, you know, I, I need to connect with people that are going to see something in me that maybe I don't see in myself. And pull me out of it. And push me and, and you know, uh, definitely help. Help me get out of this wow. mindset. You know, it's not even, it's not just about relationships, lady. That's it's right. about anything that has your mindset limited, mm. anything that has limited your mindset, anything mm -hmm. that has uh, 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 crippled you. That's right. Anything that is just keeping you where you are and you, you know, can't seem to get out of that cycle. It's funny because I always, uh, you know, I always say this, um, there's some of us, right. that have either been on food stamps or government help. And or Section Eight or any of those things, right? And when you need it, you need it. You know, yeah. there, there's no shame in 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 being able to to go ahead. Listen, I I you know how I used to justify. I'm like, girl, I worked since I was 17 years old. I pay my taxes. So guess what? If I'm on food stamps right now, th those were my taxes right. that I that they're gonna be all right. Be all right. Right. So that's how I used to justify, right? But um, the thought is this. Many of us is our comfort zone, right? No, yeah. I have section eight and you know what? Uh, you get offered a promotion or you need to go to, to take a course or uh, 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 another certification mm. to move up on the ladder. But you don't want to move up on the ladder because you're going to lose your section eight if you get yeah. to that next tax bracket. Mm -hmm. And how many of us are stuck in that mental uh, uh, decay or that crippleness, that paralysis, that mental paralysis of saying, you know what, I'm going to stay in poverty. Mm. You know why? Because you know what, girl, I need those food stamps. Mm -hmm. You know what, I'm not going to be able to make ends meet. Jeez. I need that Medicaid. That's right. I need that insurance. So mm -hmm. you know what, I, I'm not going to take that job. You know, it's, it's a great career move, but you know what, I'm not going to be able to make ends meet. So I'm not going to, it's like a monkey bar. You don't want to grab onto the next link because mm -hmm. you're holding onto this one. Jesus. And sometimes God would ask us to let go of this one to grab onto the mm. next one because he has better for us. Right. And so you're right. This is not only about relationships. This is about anything that has us stuck in a place and doesn't allow us to grab for what God wants for us. My God, yes. Huh. You know, uh, I remember, Pastor, um, a few years ago, I... Uh, I started a new job, right? And I started as a receptionist and I didn't have any experience being this receptionist, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go for it. Hmm. And I remember being there a couple years and my boss, I, I had favor with him. I have favor with him, praise God for that. Um, but I remember him seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself. And hmm. he would talk to me about promoting me to the next level and I Come told on. him, and I would tell him, yeah, maybe in five years. And he was like, you mean five years from being in the with the company or 
five years from now. Ooh. I was probably there for two or three years already. And so my mindset was so closed, Pastor, mm. that I was thinking five years from this point, yeah. not five years <laughs> in total. Yeah. And so uh, I know that he he was, you know, a key person that kind of motivated me to kind of expand my mm. thinking and just think out of, outside of the box That's and say, right. you know what, let me just go for more because I was so used to I poverty. remember that conversation. I was so used to poverty. I was so used to being, you know, in food stamps and, and uh, low income apartments uh-huh. and uh-huh. just all of that mm. cycle. But because it, it came from my mother, mm. it comes from my mother. And so being that I was in that for so long, um, that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. My God. So you thought that that was the way of life? I thought and... that was the way of life. Mm-hmm. And it was scary as heck mm-hmm. for me to even think or try to do something that I did not know. I remember having that conversation with you because I remember him. Uh, I know God spoke to you and told you he was going to give you a promotion. A and so, yeah, right. <laughs> and so when you got the promotion, then you tell me, oh, man, they want me to do this. Mm-hmm. I, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a salesperson. Right. I, I don't I don't do well you know and it was it was hard it was like you were battling yourself yep you know but it's amazing when god will put those key people in our lives to help us move to that next monkey bar and believe in ourselves and believe in what god has called us and so what i also want to let the women know is this is you know the way we're talking about what happened to us doesn't have to be the way God is dealing with you, right. right? If God say, said to you, stay in this marriage or stay in this relationship or stay in this job, you need to fight tooth and nail. This is why it's so important to have that relationship with God because only you and God know what the situation is about. You can't say, you know, well, Pastor Lucy did it this way. I'm going to have to do it that way. Right. Because my situation may not be your situation. That person's heart might not be the person's heart that I was with. And so you have to be able to reach out to God and ask God in my situation, what do I, what do I do? Where do I go from yes, here? And yes. so if God says yes, then you need to fight tooth and nail. But if right. God said no, then you need to move on. Come on. You need to move on. Um, we, we're about to go into the word, Pastor. Okay. Um, I'm going to be reading out of 1 Samuel 16, uh, verse 1. Okay. Somebody that would write it down. Uh, for the girls, First Samuel 16, verse 1. First Samuel 16, verse 1. And uh, the word says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be, your, uh, be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king, a king for myself. Ooh, mm. this is such a powerful, powerful uh, uh, verse uh, that you just read. And, you know, there's an old saying in America, right? You can't continue to, to cry over spilled milk, mm. right? So there's things that happen in our life and we continue to mourn and grieve and cry and stay stuck, right? So here we have the Lord talking to Samuel, his prophet. And he says, how long are you going to mourn Saul? How long are you going to cry over Saul? How long are you going to grieve over Saul? And so he's telling him, I have rejected him as king. It's time to move on, Mm. right? And so in this passage, we see that God told Samuel, enough is enough. You cannot continue to mourn and cry and grieve and be sad. I rejected him. I'm done. I've moved on. You have to move on. And so tonight we're challenging you to look at this in a different perspective, right? 
In 1 Samuel 15, 4, God instructed King Saul to go and confront these people by the name of the Amalekites. Mm -hmm. These people were evil people. And God said to King Saul, go confront them. And I want you to kill everybody and everything. Because mm. I just want to just erase them from the face of the earth. They are so evil. They are so evil that I don't want anything to remain from that evilness, right? Well, Saul was, I guess, nicer than God, more merciful than God. Mm. Because sometimes we think that we, we, we're better than God, right? You know what, God, you're merciful, but I'm more merciful. Mm. We have that messianic complex. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I had to realize that, especially as a pastor, because a lot of the times we want to save everybody. Mm. And right. we women have the same complex. Yes. We want to save every man we're with. We want to save every situation we're in. Mm. And God is not calling us to be the savior. That job is already taken. That's right. <laughs> Come on. And so Saul thought that he was more merciful. You know what he did? When he went to meet with the Amalekites, he killed almost everybody and everything. But he left the king alive. And he chose a couple of livestock, right? Some, some rams, some, some cattle. He took some stuff. Because <laughs> he was like, you know what, well, God, I know you said all, but is all all? Or can I do a little some, something, something, right? He didn't even say that. He said... Uh, God will be all right. I'm gonna just take what I want because I not, feel like it. you know, you know, I, you know, because that's what we do. Yes. We think that we got it all together. We think we know better than God, but the, the Word of God says that our our His ways are higher Come than on. our ways, right. right? And sometimes we think that we know better, that we're taking a shortcut, and in the long run, we take the long way because mm -hmm. we didn't listen to what God mm -hmm. had to say. And Saul was no different. This man, when he confronted the Amalekites. And he clearly disobeyed. He left the king alive and he took some livestock with him because they were healthy. And, you know, he was trying to do God a favor. Because that's what happens. We try to do God a favor. Mm -hmm. I know he's laughing at us right now, but we do. <laughs> so when God passes judgment on a situation, he doesn't just look at the now. God is not restrained by time, right? He knows past, present, and future. It's like he scans the situation, right? And he sees... The insight, the intentions. He doesn't just look at that pretty package. That's right. We're so focused on that pretty package, right? Because if he has a six pack and he look good, you know, he must be from God. <laughs> I'll put up with some stuff. Yeah, I, I'll put up with some. He must be from God. He, an angel from heaven, right? But God knows every molecule, every intention of the heart. Oh and so we have to understand that when God says, get rid of something, don't leave, don't. You know, don't, right. it's God. it's like we negotiate. Yes. We're negotiators. Let's face it. We <laughs> mourn and cry over relationships that have long died, <laughs> my God, and have no chance of resurrection. Mm. I know that I wasn't the only one. I know that some of y'all might be in, in that situation or have, you know, experienced it. Mm. My God. We are still regretting. Mm. That's a deep one. What could have been and is not. We Jesus. do that all the time. <laughs> we do that all the time. We always regretting something, right? My God. Mm. We we feel like we missed out on an opportunity. We feel like it was an opportunity that we missed out on. And we stay there. God. Yeah. We stay there in that place of regret, mm. in that place of mourning. That's what happened to Saul. So, uh, uh, excuse me, Samuel. Samuel was stuck. Samuel was there. He was crying over. So he likes Saul. My God. The truth is that mm. we have to leave some things behind. And continue the journey. 
I think that I think we women have to understand that mm. there, you know, not everything that there's, uh, there's something that, that people say all the time and it's, you know, there's people that come into our life for a reason and a season. That's right. And sometimes the person that helped you in this season cannot go into your next season. That's right. And it's so hard for us to let go because we want to take everybody, mm -hmm. you know, we want to take Pookie and, 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 Mookie. and Mookie and everybody, all our friends and family. We just want to take everybody. That's right. <laughs> and sometimes God is asking us to leave Pookie behind. Mm. But there you go. You know, you, you, you don't want that because you don't want to arrive by yourself. Jesus. You want to bring the gang with you. And God is like, no, 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 no. This season is lightweight season. You got to let go of that baggage. You got to let go of those relationships. You got to let go of those things that are holding you back. Because I'm about to take you somewhere. My, God. My Lord. You know, Pastor, there's only one thing that everybody has to experience in life. I mean, aside from, you know, death is change. Mm. Change is Ooh. something that is inevitable. Like, That's right. It's something that we will all have to experience. And not many of us take change lightly. No, we that don't. That is the problem. A lot of us have a and, hard time with yeah, it. Yeah, we stay stuck. You know, it's funny because I'll hear like of older people that live in Puerto Rico that they say, I'm never moving from here. I want to stay here because, you know, th that's all they, they've, known. they've known. So they're like, I want to die here. <laughs> I want to die here. What? I want to travel. My God, I want to see the world. And so a lot of times mm -hmm. our lives are like that. Oh, Lord. Our lives are like that. You, you're like, I don't want to leave from here, from where I am right now, because what this I know. is all I know. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable here, you know? Yeah, I might go through some things here and there, but this is all I know. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do if I leave? Ooh. What is there for me if I go on the other side of, uh, uh, you know, wherever God is sending you? Oh, my mm. Lord. You know, I heard the Spirit say this clearly to me. Are you surviving or are you thriving? Ooh. And I'm going to ask you the same thing he brought to my attention. Are you merely surviving or are you thriving? Because God has so much more for us than what we uh, or our eyes can see. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just want us to survive situations. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to live. And, you know, we want, we want to have that for ourselves too. We have to want that for our lives. Amen. So I, I'm going to give you some thoughts that, that I was thinking about as I was uh, uh, looking into this, as we were talking, some thoughts that came to my mind and that settled in my heart. And I, I want to share this with you so that you can analyze. This is only, this is kind of like a, a, um, a teaser to your own conversation with yourself. Mm. This is not about you confessing to us, right? Or we confessing to you. This is about being honest with ourselves. This is about us having a coming to Jesus moment with ourselves, because nobody else knows us better than we do. Right. Okay. And so these are some thoughts to analyze. How long will you continue to sound like you're a warrior, but in fact, you are just settling for toxic. Hmm. We talk a, a, a mean fight. Mm -hmm. We always want to be like the hero of the, uh, of the story. Right. Whenever you tell your girlfriend a story, you're like, girl, you don't know, but I made it. You know, I, I you know, I, I was down and out, but I made it. We always want to be the, the hero of the story, the warrior of the story. But in fact, we're just settling for toxic. It sounds great to say I can't give up. Sis, you know, I'm in this 
and I cannot give up. But you've been in the same fight for the last 10 years. Mm. You've been in the same fight for the last 15 years. So it's a front, Pastor. Ooh, man, That's look, I, I get goosebumps up. just thinking about it. It's a front. Yep, we put up a front. We're strong because we're there and because we keep fighting for that. Mm. When in reality, what it what it is, is toxic. And a lot of times we go around people that are, you know, just uh, patting us. It's mm. okay. You got this. Keep you fighting, go. girls. Okay. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Instead mm. of, you know, being around, going around people that don't say, you know what, girl, that is no good for you and you deserve better and there's more for you. Mm. Jesus. Let me tell you, it, it's crazy because many times... We don't know who we are outside of the struggle. That's right. My God. Our identity has been morphed, mm -hmm. connected to the struggle. We've been in the struggle for so long that now we don't know who we are. Our, we don't know our identity, identity outside of the struggle. Identity crisis. Oh, my Lord. Mm. And, and this is the reason why we stay, because the battle makes us relevant. My God. Our identity is stuck to the battle. So now, if I'm out of the battle, I'm not going to be relevant no more. I don't know who I am outside of the battle because I got this. Mm. Oh, my Lord. You know, some people get their fix. They get their high when they, when they cause pity in others. In other words, when I tell you my story and I tell you how bad the relationship is and how much I'm fighting for it, and you feel bad for me, that gives me a high. Mm. Because I enjoy being a victim because it gets me the attention, attention that I need. Because I was rejected, right? I was abandoned. And so that attention gives me a high. Mm -hmm. I want you to be like, girl, you know what? You got this. Mm -hmm. You know, I cannot believe he said that to you. Mm -hmm. Really? Right. And so because you're giving me that attention and I, I translate that as love. Mm. My God. I want to continue. Every time you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to go into a story. What happened was, you don't know what happened this week. Every week I got a, a different story. episode. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like a podcast, right? We have episodes every week because every episode brings more pity party. Yeah. And that pity party feeds me. Mm. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Another thing you got to think about. If we are so enticed or we're so addicted to this high of being victims or of getting that pity that attention right how are we winners how are we uh, uh, mm. warriors you know you got to be free to win come on <laughs> you ain't winning if you a slave to that pity you ain't winning if you a slave to that struggle for the rest of your life That's right. if you want to be or you want to enter into your winning season you got to be free then you can say you are a warrior. But if you fight Goliath every day for the next 15 years, are you really a hero? Or are you just going around the desert for 40 years? Come on. On a trip that should have taken you 11 to 12 days. <laughs> because when you got the word of God to move and get out of that relationship, but you stayed or get out of that career and you stayed. Does that make you a hero that you've been fighting for 15 years in the same fight God told you to get out of mm. 15 years ago? Mm. My Lord Jesus. We get used to being in the hustle of the fight and we ignore the fact that there is life on the other side of toxic. Yes, there is. God doesn't want us to be in a permanent battle, in a permanent war. 
the troops have to come home sometime. That's right. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, Pastor, we, we just get scared of the unknown. Mm. We get scared of the unknown. What if I sink? If I get out of the boat? <laughs> well, oh, what yeah. if you don't? What if you don't sink? It's a 50-50. It is a 50-50. <laughs> There's a chance you God. might survive when you get out of that That's boat. Right. Yeah, you might sink, but you might not. And you only know if you get out of that boat. Mm. We must see these situations as trying to force a, a puzzle piece to mm -hmm. fit in a space where it doesn't. Wow. Oh my God. Oh, my Lord. It, it's hard. Listen, we do that all the time. We always try to force the envelope. We always try to say, you know what? I can fix this. Mm. I can fix him. He's really a good person. You know, if, if it doesn't fit, it's never going to fit. I mean, have you tried to put a puzzle together? Literally, if the piece does not fit, why do we continue trying to make it work? There, we there's... look childish. We look like literally kids. You know when kids mm -hmm. are playing with pieces of, of puzzles and they're trying to make it something Mash it in, and they're, mm, let me just nibble on it really quick, make it soft and see if it'll fit. We do that, We though. do that. There's this meme that I saw on Facebook and it was, uh, I think it was a, a, a little, um, those little oranges, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, they're, here they're called cuties, right? They're the little oranges. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there was one missing and somebody plucked in a little piece of garlic in it. It says, even sometimes when it fits, it just doesn't go together. Oh, that's good. And, and sometimes we do that because even if it fits and the picture is not combining, maybe you don't got the right mm. piece. Maybe God already said, that's not the piece that I wanted that's for you right. like he did in your life. That's right. And you keep trying to make it fit. And so why did God tell Samuel to stop mourning and grieving over Saul? These are the points. God had already decided. When God decides, it's because he knows he has more intel than you do. He has the full story. You just got a piece of it. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Samuel was a prophet. In other words, a seer's job was to do God's will and see the future and come and proclaim that future here on earth. That, that's what a, a prophet's job is. So the longer that Samuel mourned for Saul, the longer he was stuck in the past. In other words, uh, Samuel's job, his assignment was to see the future. But because he was mourning, listen to what God said. God didn't say, Stop, you know, why are you mourning? He said, you're mourning way too long. <laughs> Me and Vanya not say you don't need to cry. Listen, you need to cry and move. That's right. You can cry. <laughs> you can mourn and move. It's okay because you know what? We're not made out of uh, sticks and stones. That's right. We are made out of flesh. Things are going to hurt us. I cried for 40 weeks over my dead marriage. I begged God to bring my marriage to life. His, his no answer was an answer. Because mm. he knew that that person was never going to make me happy. That's right. And he loved me so much that he didn't want me to suffer. My God. So God's no's are good sometimes, right? Of course. Ooh. Of course. And I think that that's something that we need to understand. Mm. That his no's, and I'm not talking about a no. <laughs> his no. I'm talking about his no. <laughs> sometimes is what's best for me, what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And many times we think that, like I was saying, we're kind of childish sometimes. Because right. we're like, Oh, they told me no, and we that's what I know, want. we get upset. <laughs> we get upset because they told us no, but you were asking for the answer 
or even if you weren't asking, sometimes God is just going to tell you. And sometimes he has to just force, force us out of situations. Yank you us know? out. Yeah. And as much as we don't like it, you know what? He does it anyway, because sometimes we're so stuck and so focused on, on what we already know on the situation, right? Mm. That we have no vision is literally, we, we are visionless. Oh, so wow. if, if I have something on my face, right, I can't see what's, what's next to me. Mm-hmm. I don't see what's next to me. I just want to see whatever I have my eyes focused on. And you know what? Sometimes mm-hmm. God has to punch us, you know what, knock it all out so that we can finally be like, okay, I see this. And sometimes we even stay in those situations where like, okay, I see, but I still want to be here. Mm. <laughs> so God has to kick us out of, you know, that mindset. And that's that when, stuck when situations get hard for us, you know, and God would allow people to continue to hurt us until we figure it out. This is not your place. Mm. That's right. And then we want to complain about it. Oh, look, this happened again. <laughs> but God already said, yeah. but you already know. And so the same thing happened to Samuel. Samuel continued to mourn. So we know that he's a seer. He was going against his assignment. His assignment was to see into the future. He was stuck on the past. He couldn't get over that God had rejected the man that he thought should be in a position. Mm. Hmm. And then lastly, the longer you grieve over a dead situation, the more defeated you feel. You will remain in a time capsule of a time that has passed and will never come back. That's what we do when we when we continue to mourn and stay stuck. You know, I always see it this way. It's like if one of my loved ones passed away mm. and I take a tent, I take some clothing, I take some food and I go camp out in the cemetery right next to their tombstone. Jesus. And I'm just stuck there because they're my loved ones and I'm going to continue to mourn, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to live there. I'm changing my address to there. And and uh, uh, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, that's what we're doing. We're camping out in the cemetery. If God said the situation is dead and there is no resurrecting it, you need to move. You need to stop mourning the situation and stay stuck. We got to understand when God is giving us his uh, 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 nudging or a message to, to move, to move from that, to stop mourning that situation. In other words, when God says it's over, it's over. That's right. And another thing that I would like to say is that if you don't, if you feel like you don't know if God has been talking to you, he, he, maybe it's a feeling like she's saying a nudging Mm -hmm. is, is he nudging at you? Do you feel that something is not right anymore? Do you constantly feel that? Do you feel out of place? Because if you're feeling that way, then maybe the Lord may, may be talking to you in that mm-hmm. way. One thing that we need to uh, learn to do um, is to learn the voice of God. Because a lot of times it's Ooh, not yes. it's not audible. Yes. He's not just going to say, like he spoke to me, mm-hmm. that I got something else for you. It might be like Pastor Lucy. The situation let her know that that was no longer where she needed to be. Mm-hmm. My God. So, you know, in the the story that we just read, the last part of that story says that God told Samuel to go fill his horn with oil and be on his way. He said, I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. In another version, it says, I have chosen a king for myself. Mm. So tonight we want to leave you with this. 
The longer you are stuck crying and mourning over a situation, the longer it will take for his will to pass in your life. In other words, he has a will in for your life. The longer you're stuck and mourning what he rejected, the longer it will take you to receive what he has for you. Mm. You need to let go of your Saul and go anoint your David. Mm. David was waiting for the anointing. David was God's chosen. So God rejected Saul, but yet Samuel was mourning God's rejection of Saul. Mm. He hadn't gotten the memo that there was somebody that God had already chosen to replace what wasn't working. Oh my, my God. God. That's good. Some of us have to get the memo. God has already rejected where we are right now. Not for all of us, but for some of us. And I'm talking to those. If God already rejected that Saul and you're stuck on mourning that Saul, you will never get to David. God already chose what he's about to give you. My God. And you're so stuck on that situation. You are just there crying over spilled milk. You can continue to cry over spilled milk because there's nothing else that you can do if God said that it's never going to work. You need to release that. And even if you go crying, move on. Because further along the way, there is a David waiting for you to anoint. Mm. There is a David waiting to come to your life. That gift of God, that choice of God. Amen. My oh, God. my Lord. You know, if... If this is for you, I want you to take a look at Jeremiah 29, 11. And I don't know the whole verse by, by heart, but I know that it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, mm. that God already knows the plans that he has yes. for us. And so I want you to go check that out. Like, make that your homework tonight. Read mm. that. Read that because I need you to understand that this is wow. some real stuff. The Lord really knows the plans that he has for you. He's known them since you were being woven in the in the um, the womb yeah in the womb mm -hmm. and so my god there is so much that the lord wants to do with us and through us but because we've come into the world and we've uh, 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 adapted ourselves to the to the system of how we've grown up to so the, the system toxic. of the world of mm. the toxicity toxicity <laughs> mm -hmm. my god we have pretty much uh, kept ourselves in these cycles or, or just in these bondage, even in bondage, just in places where there's nothing growing and ruins. We keep staying in those places. And so tonight I want you to really read that and to believe yes. that God knows the plans that he has for your life. And once you start to truly believe that God wants to do something with you and through you, girl, you're going to start moving with a different kind of uh, confidence. Mm -hmm. And so tonight I want to go straight to the affirmations and I want you to open up your mouth and declare yes. these with us tonight. The first one says, I declare when I ask God a question, I'll be willing to listen for his answer. Oof. Amen. I declare that when we, I, I, I declare that we break the cycles we've been stuck in today in the name of Jesus. Yes. I declare I'm thriving and not just uh, surviving. Amen. I declare this is my winning season. Come on, girls. Open you up got your to mouth. declare yes. that. This is my winning season. You got to declare that with your mouth. Oh God. I declare that when God says it's over, it's over. Mm. Jesus. I declare that I want what's God's best for me. I no longer choose my, my will, my way. God, I want yours. Mm. Jesus. I wish somebody would trust God tonight. 
I wish somebody would say, you know what, this is scary. I don't like change. I'm scared of change. I'm scared of the unknown. But I choose to trust God tonight. I choose to let go of Saul and go embrace my David. I don't know who has to listen to this tonight, but somebody got to know that God has a David waiting for us. I don't know who God is talking to, but you know yeah. what situation you are in and how long you've stayed in that toxic relationship, toxic uh, career, or even that toxic mindset of even, whether it's poverty or, uh, um, you know, stinking thinking. We always have mm -hmm. these thoughts that we always defeat ourselves with the same thought patterns. Yes. And we get into a rut and we continue down the line of that rut and that thought pattern. And sometimes God wants to break away from that while we continue embracing those thoughts. You know, do whatever works for you. You know, like I said before, I would play those games with myself. I would remind myself of the bad that happened to counteract that lovey-dovey season that was going to keep mm. me stuck on stupid. You do what's best for you, what works for you, but you have to understand that the key is to ask God, but be ready for his answer. And when he says no, it's time to move. If he said yes, then it's time to fight. Don't gravitate towards having your identity stuck to the battle. Jesus. Amen. Amen. So tonight, ladies, it has been a pleasure to be with you. We're going to be announcing the winners of last week uh, for the girls that shared. Uh, we have a lady by the name of Yarelis, uh, Y-A-R-E-L-Y-S Torres, last name Torres, Yarelis Torres. Uh, we also have Kimberly Lara. Uh, Kimberly Lara is the second winner. And third, Mildred Perez. Mildred Perez. Ladies, if you heard your name and you're on here or you're watching on the replay, go ahead and send us a, a personal message. Give us your first name and last name so that we know who it is. And then also your address so that we can send you your gift. Yes. Um, and also remind them about the uh, podcast. Yes, I want to remind you girls. The, we're doing things differently now. <coughs> Excuse me. We're doing things a little differently. Um, we're going to be choosing winners based off of those that go su su uh, I subscribe, subscribe <laughs> and rate us on Apple. Um, it would really, really help us um, in this podcast. Like we, we said in the beginning, this is a movement and we know that this is just a little sprinkle of what God is trying to do. Yes. And if this is blessing you, we are, we know that this is going to bless other women. And so mm -hmm. we need your help, ladies. We want you to go subscribe, rate us on Apple and make sure to write your name at the bottom after you're done writing your, um, your comments mm -hmm. so that we know who you are and we can go ahead and choose you guys um and mention the winners on next uh week's episode amen ladies we love you so much uh this is the conclusion of our ladies night here your show our show level up girl, girl. so don't don't be stingy with the word go ahead That's and right. share it with somebody um and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as soon as we finish and go and give us a review the more reviews we get the more or the higher we go on the scale and more women are able to, to see these messages and listen and level up. That's what we're here for. We're here to help women level up. This is our year for such a time as this. So ladies, go ahead. We love you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Wow, what a powerful message that was. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family as we release new episodes every week. And don't forget, it's time to level up, girl.